The last time I was out at a venue for some rock and roll, it was actually the book tour of Getty Lee from Rush. And he has a brand new book called My and Life. And we do a little we read so you don't have to. One of the cool things about coming into the uh, venue that night was everybody got a copy of the book. Uh, We read so you don't have to. There's a lot of good classic rock biographies and autobiographies out there. But we know you don't have the time to read all this stuff. So we do, we get into the books, and we just bring you just the good parts. Yeah. Oh, we go looking for the sex, drugs, and the rock and roll. And with the Getty Lee book, you know, there's not a lot of sex in there that I've encountered yet. Uh, If you are a Rush fan, he does go into uh, big detail on the recording of uh, different songs and different things. And so uh, you will love that. And then there's a good bit on the drugs and the drinking. And that's where we start with Rush on tour in 1978 when they go to Manchester, England. He said, we're uh, at the Piccadilly Hotel. We're playing two nights in Manchester. So we have a chance where, you know, we can break down with the crew uh, after the first night and have some fun because they didn't have to set up the next day. And he says, Alex hadn't been happy, the guitar player, Alex. His second son, Adrian, had been born the year before and uh, he'd been missing home for a long time. Out of the blue... He challenges our stage manager, Lurch, a towering man with a tough constitution, to a cognac drinking contest. Now, cognac, usually around 40% alcohol, is for sipping. No one in their right mind knocks back shots of cognac. But I think I counted a dozen rounds. Soon words were slurred, voice levels rose, and a clearly plastered Alex triumphantly slammed another shot glass onto the table and shattered. I said, it's time to get him out of here and get him up to his room. So a couple of the guys ended up taking him up to the room. And uh, he says, uh, we all decide we should head up and call it a night, too. The next thing I see is Alex laying prone on a room service cart and yelling yelling and laughter. And he's rolling down the cart, down the aisle, uh, down the hallway uh, on that cart. He goes... Finally, the two guys, Liam and Hearns, get him back to his bed. Sitting on my bed, I could hear shouting and crashing through the wall as he was in the room next to me. And it sounded like he was moving furniture around. And I can hear him yelling to the street, Hey, England, you are stupid. You're all living a thousand years ago. Can you hear me? You're all living in the past. Because it's old time England. And he's yelling out the window. I opened my window and leaning out, and I said, Lurks, that's his nickname. Buddy, go to bed. It's late. Dirk, that's Getty's uh, nickname. He said, can you believe this? These people are living a thousand years ago. I said, Lurksty, I know, but come on, close your window. And then I close my window. I can hear him calling my name. And then I hear smashing sound. He'd torn the curtains down off the wall and was soon leaning out the window again, tapping my window with the metal curtain rod. Dirk, Dirk, don't go. Open your window. Half naked now, I pull open the curtains to see my pane cracked apart, showering my room with splinters of glass. I look down and see a three-inch triangular shard of glass stuck in my tidy whities about an inch from my effing manhood. Gingerly, I remove it and hear scuffling in the hallway. All the hubbub from the hotel floor, I tiptoe over the broken glass and open the door, and I see through the fish hole there that Alex is running down the hallway near naked with Ler- Hearns and Liam chasing after him. Finally, the dudes bust out, the, the hotel uh, people charge out of the elevator. 
and they tackle him. And he starts swearing at him and at one point even spits at one of them. We all cringed and hauled him back to his room. The next day, he we had to go to the gig thinking we were getting picked, kicked out of the hotel. He comes back, apologizes to everybody in the hotel. We never <laughs> stayed there. <laughs> He went through and apologized to everybody in the hotel. That's how you know they're not like, not like Keith Moon. Or he you says know. like a nice Canadian right, boy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, one more little quick thing here. As I've made it up to, in Getty Lee's book, My F in Life, we read so you don't have to. Uh, I've made it up to about uh, the recording of uh, moving pictures in the early 80s. And we talked about some of the, a little of the drinking uh, exploits in the uh, late 70s. Well, that uh, the drugs started to come on a little bit after that, and they said, um, we weren't too shy about experimenting with drugs. They'd usually be the usual suspects like weed or acid, magic mushrooms, STP, which I don't even know what that is, but uh, pretty much anything other than speed or heroin, which we definitely considered those last two uncool. But when it came to the nose candy, we were into that. And um, he goes on to talk about his uh, cocaine addiction for a while. And he says, we'd begun the moving picture session in the fall. And by the time we were rounding third and deep into the winter, one of the things that sustained us over the months was volleyball, uh, an obsession that had begun during the making of permanent waves, playing out on the lawn whenever we could, sometimes late into the night after work, fueled by shots of vodka and snorts of schnaw. <laughs> That's what he calls his cocaine, is schnaw. So cocaine and vodka fueled volleyball uh, tournaments. He said, we'd even play in the middle of effing winter when, it was ki- uh, when the kindly studio folks would shovel away the snow and set up lights for us. The only problem was that sometime we'd get so carried away, we'd stop feeling the cold and our fingers would become so stiff and swollen from punching the ball into the uh, starry sky. Not exact. He goes, not exactly conducive to recording, but still what a release. Shots of vodka <laughs> and volleyball and... in the snow. <laughs> STP, by the way, Brad, I looked it up. So it is some kind of hallucinogenic drug. <laughs> okay. so, well, that's how they recorded oh, this yeah. one was playing midnight volleyball in the snow. <laughs> Ha, ha, ha.